You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM with me, Karen Audula, and we are speaking to Jesse Bra, writer with 5X Press. We're talking about a personal piece of hers, My Journey on Medication, A Little White Pill and a Decade of Change. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Jesse, let's get into just the beginning of your journey and, you know, realizing that, you know, you needed a little bit of support. Tell us how it all got started for you. Yeah, so my mental health journey, I think, has been going on for almost 10 years now. Um, So I'm 28. I started when I was 18. And um, for me, the biggest part was just learning what worked for me. I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about is we talk about therapy a lot. We talk about there being different options, but learning what option works for you, I think is definitely a little difficult. So uh, for myself, I tried a lot of different things. I tried Um, I tried therapy. I tried um, doing things on my own. I tried medication and I found um, even like things would work sometimes, but not all of the time. And it was a really interesting journey. But I find now that I'm older, now that I've created um, a really solid support system, my journey really has escalated. And I feel like I'm doing so much better uh, than at the beginning. (laughs) For sure. And one of the things that you highlight in your piece, especially when you were really young, 18 years old, you talked about how at the time it was really challenging to have conversations about mental health. What was it like at that time for you? Yeah. So I think at that time, mental health wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Like I know now when I open up my Instagram or I'm looking at mainstream media, there is a lot of conversations happening about mental health. But about 10 years ago, Um, I don't think that space was currently there. There was still a lot of stigma and there was still so many conversations about mental health that weren't rooted in truth, I would say. So it was still very hush hush and it was really hard to talk about. And I know even though at the time my friends, they were all asking me, am I okay? Is there something wrong? Can they help with anything? Like they were being supportive but I was just personally too scared to talk about it. Like I had self stigma where I thought there was something wrong with me and I didn't want to share. And for you, Jesse, especially as you were, you were starting to deal with your mental health journey, you're like, what were some of the signs that you were like, you know, something just doesn't feel right. Yeah. For me, it was, I was having a lot of difficulty in the day to day. I found that a lot of things that people were doing that, weren't stressing them out were stressing me out so I had a lot of anxiety like one of the things especially that uh, back then I was in university and I had a lot of anxiety of just getting up and going to class like I couldn't no matter what I did or what I tried like I was just so scared to get up and go to class and all my friends that was normal like everyone was getting up going to class and I was sitting there debilitated Um, so that was a really big And another one, I think a lot of people don't talk about this, especially as women, but in university, a lot of people are drinking for the first time or um, trying substances, whatever it is. And I had never drank before in my life, but I had a history of um, substance use disorders in my family. My father was an alcoholic and so was his father. And no one had taught me about what safe drinking looks like. And I found myself in my first year when I was drinking, when I was going to parties and everyone else around me was having fun. It felt like I was drinking to numb myself and to forget about all the other things that were going on in my life. And it definitely got to the point where it was a problem. And it was those little moments where I was like, you know what? I can't live like this, nor do I want to live like this. I think that was a big part of it as well. 
And for you especially, as you were trying to understand, okay, what is going on? I know, like you said, there was a time where you didn't really want to talk to people about it. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, you fast forward years later and being able to be open with your friends and, of course, your family, those loved ones around you. How much of a difference did that make just being able to be so open? So much. I found, like I said, it was a lot of self-stigma. But when I got rid of the stigma for myself, I opened up resources around me that I wasn't even aware of how helpful they would be. Like my biggest resource I would say is my support system. I have a wonderful partner who is amazing at being gentle with me and making sure that I'm okay. And a lot of the time we joke that he knows me better than my, I know myself, like I'll wake up and be like, you know what, I'm feeling a little nauseous today. And he'll, he'll break it down of like, these are the things that were stressing you out and it's okay. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. When I started talking about it, I was able to see how much people really did care for me and how okay it was to basically not be okay. And I know it sounds cliche, but it, it really was a lesson that didn't sit with me until I opened myself up to that love and to that care that was around me. And do you also find, Jesse, as women as well, naturally, you know, we are emotional beings. I mean, even men as well. We're all emotional, right? But do you think for women in particular, we tend to kind of push away like, oh, this isn't a mental health issue. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Do you find that sometimes the challenge that women in particular face when dealing with their mental health? Oh, definitely. I say it all the time still. And I I find myself that's, um, I guess, like a habit I need to take out for myself as well is... um, I sometimes I think I'm just being dramatic and the people around me are like, no, you're not like this is hard. Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. You're not being dramatic. And that's, again, one of those reminders that I got from the people around me. And especially for myself, I actually grew up going to a drama school. So I it was ingrained in my system that I was just a dramatic human. And growing up and as I was a young adult, it was something that was almost used against me for a long time is like, no, you're just dramatic. Like you're not actually going through that much. And now when I open up and when I talk to people, the reaction I'm given is so loving and so gentle and so careful of my feelings saying that, no, like those are hard things. And I think with the conversations changing around mental health, it really has changed people's perspective. And I think that plays such a big role in, everyone's healing journey as well. Because when you change that perspective, you're able to heal better and you're able to be more gentle with yourself as well. Well said there. I totally agree with you. And one of the things I really like that you mentioned in your piece is how you created a system of doing check-ins with your friends, you know, making sure you're checking out everybody is feeling. Because one thing I will say, Jesse, and I had a conversation with someone about this not too long ago, is we always tend to ask people, how's it going? Right. But we never ask people, how are you feeling and what difference can that make, especially, you know, whether it's your loved ones, or your friends running, you know, to ask that question. I think it makes such a huge difference because I think it's just in our system that the automatic response to how are you is good. And I think that's what you do at work. You do if a stranger asks you, if your mom asks you, whatever it is, it's our automatic response. And because that's become so ingrained to our system, I think it shuts down the conversation. So my friends and uh, my partner, everyone around me, we've changed from asking, how are you doing to how are you feeling today? And I think even that small change does open up that conversation for really to for you to take a pause and check in with yourself and be like, you know what, how am I feeling today? And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I know today I woke up and there was a lot of snow on the ground. I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. I'm I'm a summer baby. Like this isn't for me. And even those small silly things like that, it does make a difference because how you're feeling 
is important and it's important for the people around you too. I know different people need different things, but if you know how someone is feeling, at least you can check in and you can see what you can do to help or how you can help them help themselves. Before I let you go, let's say if there's somebody who is currently going on a journey with their mental health, they're not sure what to do, what would be your advice to them? I would say my biggest piece of advice for people who might be struggling with their mental health or looking to explore is one, don't give up. I think one of those things with mental health is because these are newer conversations and we're not as used to them, we think that it should be similar to physical health. Like, for example, if you have diabetes, you take insulin and you're fine or you you learn to manage it. But with mental health, it's not as easy as the first thing you try is going to work. I know for me, when I uh, went on medication, it took several tries. It also took the right environment. Um, Same with therapy. It it took finding the right therapist. So my biggest advice is continue searching and continue finding what's right for you and create your own mental health toolkit. I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that taking care of your mental health isn't just one thing all the time. It changes as you change, as you grow. And so be open to being fluid in that space. And if you are unsure of where to start, I always say the best person to go to is your family doctor and just let them know about what you're feeling. And they're equipped to talk about the different resources that are there and point you in the right direction. Jesse, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Have a great day. We just spoke to Jessie Brar, writer with 5X Press. We talked about a personal piece of hers, my journey on medication, a little white pill, and a decade of change. And if you want to check out this piece, be sure to go to 5xfest.com slash 5xpress. This is Spice Radio 1200 AM. You're listening to The Morning Buzz.